Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Paul Henschel, who was the Partner Selection Manager for Action Coach Franchises, a franchise providing premium consulting services for small to medium businesses. Listen as Paul delves into his history in the SME sector and his time at Action Coach, the firm partner business offer, the scalability of an opportunity, the growing need for Action Coach services in Australia, and why you should inquire today. Listen on to discover more. Welcome everyone. My name is Ellen Rogers and I'm here with Frank Sumas from the Eden Exchange team. Hello everyone. Today our guest is Paul Henshaw, who is the Partner Selection Manager for Action Coach Franchises, a franchise offering business performance and consulting solutions for small to medium businesses and owners everywhere. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, hi. Pleased to be here. Hi, Paul. I'm just going to start off a little bit off script. I've done a little bit of research on you and I know that you're a big tennis fan. <laughs> You've done a lot of research there. It doesn't take much research, Frank, to figure that one out. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of Action Coach, I just want to get your thoughts on, on the Aussie Open that just finished. And what did you think? I thought that in terms of outcomes, it was an extraordinarily successful Aussie Open for Australia, you know, having so many people come through. I thought that the final was amazing. In fact, in all my years of watching, playing, coaching tennis, it's probably one of the best matches that I think I've ever seen, which is a big statement. Well, what they put in was gruesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, testament to the toughness of that match is that uh, Rafa couldn't stand through the speeches without having to call for a chair. That's right. That's right. I noticed that too. Memedev was, was also, he was fantastic in it, you know. He was fantastic, Frank. And if you're going to have a, a gladiatorial event and a coliseum, you need a good guy and a bad guy. And he filled the role beautifully, even though he's not that bad. <laughs> you know, but he, no, but he no, you know. no, he's not. He, he, he has lost his temper a couple of times, but that's, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it, it just it just happens, doesn't it? People, so people people forget that Roger Federer used to break rackets in his early days too. So oh right, <laughs> yeah. One of the challenges that Roger had was trying to get his temperament right because he was always too angry. And now, of course, you know he's the sweetheart of of tennis. So everyone loves Roger. Um, we, we we could talk about this for, for the whole podcast, but we won't. Yeah, that's right. Um, That'll be another podcast. <laughs> what I think about tennis. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, Paul, and your role at yeah. Action Coach. I started with Action Coach back in 2003. And, uh, you know, how I got into Action Coach is a whole other story, but I'd done lots of different things and whatnot. And I ended up looking to see how, how I combine all of my, what I thought was, you know, pretty much all of my previous experience into something that was going to take me forward. And anyway, the coaching industry was fairly new. I found the coaching industry, I found Action Coach, and I found it to be a, a brilliant fit. So I joined Action Coach as a franchisee, a franchise partner. I built my business. I'm based in regional Victoria. I built it sort of based around all of that area. I like to think it was pretty successful. You know, I, I built that over about 12 years. I built up a team. We had a pretty good thing going. And then I suddenly got tapped on the shoulder and said, would I take on the management of the franchise itself, so for Australia and New Zealand. And, yeah, I saw that as the next opportunity and a way to make a bigger impact in the same area. So rather than just have a group of clients of my own, I could help 80 to 100 other franchise partners do what I was doing as well. So that just set a bigger game so I could play a bigger game, 
So I took on the management for the franchisor and then in, I think, 2018 or so, I extended that again to all of Asia Pacific. So, and at that level, I guess I was sitting on the executive team for the global. Paul, tell us a little bit about the philosophy in regards to Action Coach and how that business evolved to a global presence that you have right now. Well, the business back in 1993, which is you know nearly 30 years now, Brad Sugars was doing a lot of large seminars, training, I guess, you know, the types of things where a large number of business people come to an event to learn business tips and get some advice. What he found was people were then contacting him afterwards to see whether he could come into their business to really, you know, put that advice into into practice. And due to his time constraints, of course, he couldn't do that. But what he did say is he said, well, look, what I'll do is I'll contact you once a week and give you a piece of that advice and get you to tell you how to implement that yourself. And then, you know, we'll do it that way. That really started the methodology that we employ today. And of course, like any product that's successful, it gathers its own momentum. And I think I think a lot of businesses that are now global probably started from some sort of accident. They came across a, a need for a product that they didn't realise the world needed, but in the end it did. And it grew out of that. And the first employees that Brad put in to help him do that became our first franchisees. And then Brad sort of started to take it through to cross to New Zealand, then up through Asia into America, into the UK, and we're now in about 82 countries. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, it's such a common problem when needing exchange talks to businesses about how little time they have for strategy. So basically, they work in the business and they're so busy working in the business that they don't know how to expand the business. So I could see how something like Action Coast just skyrocketed. Yeah, well, that's right, Frank. And and reality is that most people that start businesses start with a a very clear understanding of what the business does. And they've probably got skill set and an expertise in what the business does, but they don't have a skill set in how to run a business that does that skill set. And so what happens is they end up running out of steam because it's not just about being good at what they do. It's about having all the other business skills that go with that to grow and, and drive that business. And they're the skills they don't have. And they didn't actually know that they needed those skills until, of course, they needed those skills. We bring those business skills to match their, if you like, technical expertise. I know that at the moment you're looking for Action Coach firm partners. Can you just describe a little bit about what that is and what's the business opportunity? Yeah, sure. We want the Action Coach product or service to be available to to all of the parts of Australia. The only way, I mean, you sort of think, well, it's you know, it can be a digital product per se, but at the end of the day, we want to make a difference to as many business communities as we possibly can. So we're looking for people who are prepared to be a part of Action Coach and take the whole model to their business community. And so we're looking for business builders. We're looking for people who are passionate about the growth of their business community through predominantly education, but who can also, you know, drive their own business so that they can actually achieve a high level of impact on their community. Not just maybe, you know, eight or 10 clients or a handful of of business owners that are surrounding them, but a real opportunity to have an impact on as many businesses in that community as possible. So to do that, they've got to grow their business, they've got to increase their teams, they've got to employ their coaches 
and all the rest of it. They've got to grow their business while they're helping other businesses grow those businesses. So we want somebody who's entrepreneurial, who's inspirational, I suppose, who wants to make an impact and who genuinely cares about the success of other businesses. Mm. What would be the ideal type of background that you're kind of looking for? Is it from a consulting background? Sometimes, Frank, not so much. Yeah, sometimes not so much. I mean, sometimes the consultants can get confused with what we do because they want to go in and affect one business at a time. You know, they want a a three-month gig in a business and change that in some way and then move on to the next one. That's really not how we see the biggest impact for us. So we really want somebody who's entrepreneurial in their own sense and really, you know, like any business owner that really wants to have an impact through their product and as broad an impact as possible. So they're going to be go-getters. They're going to be outgoing. They're going to not be afraid of actually getting out there and and meeting business owners and really having the confidence in the in the product to get the businesses to really get on board and improve their businesses. So they're going to be influential. They're going to have a background in business. They're definitely going to have a background in business-to-business business type of a style and ideally they'll want to build a team we can teach them what they need to know from a skills perspective they're going to have to be fairly driven to drive the growth of their own business this is not a you know this is not an employee mindset this is definitely an entrepreneurial mindset sure. that we're looking for so that vision is important right you've got to have a vision where you can grow this business where you can actually sort of take it oh absolutely i mean if we're we're allocating a, a fairly big chunk of dirt to to each person so we want them to make the most of that we don't want them to sort of own a, an area of you know 20,000 businesses and work with 10 you know we're not going to change the world that way we're certainly not even going to change any part of the community that way so we are looking for, for people who really want to impact, you know, more like hundreds of businesses than just, you know, one at a time. I appreciate that for that one business at a time, we do a, an amazingly good job. But our businesses, our world vision is world abundance through business re-education. It's difficult for us to actually achieve world abundance one business at a time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What would you say would be your point of difference in the market just how you sort of categorize yourself good question i think that we're not a coaching course we don't teach people you know simply how to coach and then that's fine for the organizations that do i'm sure they do a great job our perspective needs to be about teaching people how to grow successful businesses and delivering both the product and the support that allows that to happen. Our franchisees do that with their clients and we believe that our point of difference is that we can create the same impact with our franchisees that they can produce for their clients. So we grow businesses. We don't teach coaching. I think that's that's predominantly sure, our sure. difference as a company yeah. is that we, we yeah. create successful businesses within our franchisees as much as they create successful businesses within their client base. Yeah, because it's a partnership model, you're very results-focused, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. What sort of support can sort of firm partners rely on from Action Coach? How is that framework possible? Yeah, yeah. We start with training, of course. Our training is deep and it's not complex, but it runs pretty deep and it changes the way, you know, our, our 
franchise owners think right from the start. So we have a very extensive training program that doesn't just stop at the initial. Obviously, the initial part of it is quite intense, but then the ongoing is necessary for as many years as they're a partner. So we we need to keep educating them. We need to keep educating them on business and on coaching and, you know, on trends and all of those sorts of things that they need to stay involved in. We also need to make sure that the IP that they're using is broad and up-to-date. So we have a, you know, we've built IP over 30 years and they have all of that to rely on to work with in their business and and their clients' businesses. We have structured support. So we have the way that a franchise partner would structure the support of their client. We do exactly the same with our franchise partners. You know, then that means we're in contact with them often. We know their numbers. We know their results. We know their activity and we're helping them improve their results on a one-to-one basis as well as small group-based stuff. And then I think finally, Frank, it's the community. And I think that that's the secret source of Action Coach is the strength of the community and not just the knowledge that our community has, but their preparedness to share that knowledge is more than I've ever experienced in any other company is that willingness to take other people along on the success journey instead of just themselves, if that makes sense. Corporate culture says, you know, you get ahead by stepping on the head of or the face of somebody else. In our business, it's completely cooperative. Yeah, fantastic. Paul, I'm really curious about the community. What platforms do they have to share those experiences and to share questions and sort of day-to-day pain points? We use internal communications. So we'll have closed groups of social media platforms that we can use as closed groups. Those groups can be constructed around the breadth of a group. It could be all of the coaches in the world, and then we'll have groups that are just particular countries that are grouped together as well. So they have different levels of platforms that they can exchange ideas. We have an internal platform that serves to communicate documents and all the rest uh, where it comes down to that. But in terms of just what I think most people are looking for is they're looking for the answer to a question. So we use closed group social media platforms for that where they can literally just post a question. And the beauty of a global organisation is that you can post a question uh, before you go to bed and by the time you get up, 10 people have answered at different time zones. So, And look, the other thing is that you'll generally find if it's an extensive answer, they'll just literally say, here's my connection, let's set up a separate meeting. And then we use, you know, platforms that are generally available, Teams and Zoom and yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned culture. I'd like for you to elaborate a little bit on that. So, so what, what is the culture of the Business for Action Coach and yeah. what is the main focus or, or drive you instilling in stakeholders? Yeah, I think there are really, I mean, we've got 14 points of culture that we document and support. But in terms of day-to-day living that culture, number one, it would be education. We live a culture of continuous improvement ourselves. So we're all looking to be better every day than we were the day before. That's the number one. And so education is a big part of that. We're all looking to learn. The second part is the gratitude side of things and the sharing side of things is that we're all very much prepared to be on board and help other people. So that support culture, I guess it's a part of what we do, of course. People who are attracted to what we do, of course, are the people who have that as a part of their being. And so that's very evident for anybody. I guess success is another one and we're all looking to be successful 
nobody wants to come into this and literally be unsuccessful or even average. I don't think we're a group of people who would consider ourselves average. And I don't mean that we're, you know, special, but we're trying to achieve, we're high achievers, really. Those are the main things. And I think finally, there's a high level of accountability in this group. For people who join us, don't be surprised that you'll be held to a high level of accountability because that's our standard. You, you know, when we want everybody to be better all the time. And so we, we're we skilled at pushing people to be better. And so that's an internal culture as much as one that we apply to our, our clients. It's definitely the philosophy of great business, you know, that sort of continuous improvement. Your main target market there is in the small business, SMEs. How is this sort of time? I know it's been challenging times for SMEs over the last two years. How has Action Coach been helping small businesses during this time? And how have you sort of adopted your engagement with, with those small businesses? Yeah. Well, I think in 30 years, we've been through a few trends. I mean, certainly they haven't all been associated with a health issue in the world, but we've had the global financial crisis. We've been through a few things economically and across the world, of course. I mean, we've got countries that have been through wars and are still in them, I might add. I guess for us, it's been a case of understanding what needs to happen in for small business when these things occur. I remember, you know, like for instance, it's when, when this first occurred, it was all about cash and cash reserves and ensuring that you had enough money to see out maybe a closure period and these sorts of things. So we're always learning and adapting and, and teaching those things that are appropriate for various economic environments. And I know at the moment it's a health-driven issue, but it ends up being an economic impact. For those businesses, first of all, they went through potential cash issues. Then they went through the uncertainty of opens versus closed. And that all comes down to what their cash reserves were like. Some of them, we needed to help adapt their model. Some of them, I dare say, we probably don't have many travel agents as clients at the moment. Some of them we couldn't do much for because, you know, the, the broader impact is greater than anything they could do. But what we could do is we could get them to sit down and say, well, how could your model be adapted so that it could be continued to be relevant? And, of course, we had, uh, Frank, we had other businesses that a third of the businesses that we worked with and a third of the businesses in the world didn't diminish, they boomed. And so that created another issue is what happens when a business booms to the point where the owner has no control over its growth anymore? It's growing at a rate that's beyond the capacity of the owner. We've had to do all of those things. We don't have a single solution. We don't have a cookie cutter approach. It needs to be business by business. And for some of them, we had to work with them to cope with demand. And for some of them, we had to change the rationale for the demand and for some of them we had to actually coach them into long-term viability you know to sort of see it out if that makes sense so it's all horses for courses but I think because we've seen it all we've been through over 30 years in that many countries we've there's been probably no environment that is foreign to us now we can draw on the experience that we've had in other areas that match this of course this has become a, a global one but by the same token, everywhere in the world hasn't been affected the same way either, even though it's a global pandemic. I guess you'd sort of say we really had to step up our game so that, you know, it wasn't normality. It wasn't business as usual. And we had to really respond in the same way. It would have been a godsend for some of those businesses to have an action coach during those times. Well, they didn't know who to turn to, Frank. And, and I think that's one of the challenges. Until something happens, you, you, and, you and if you're just floating along, 
when something happens, it's a case of, well, where do I turn? And when they turned to what they thought might have been their support networks, they didn't know what to do either. And so they, in a way, when you say it's a godsend for those businesses to have Action Coach, absolutely. It was also, I mean, fair to say that we are one of those businesses that boomed and continues to boom in the pandemic for exactly that reason. So we happen to be in a business that is in that boom third because of what we do. And that's the rationale as to why, you know, also we need more people because the demand's out there. We're suffering what some of those small businesses are suffering as well, which is supply problem. We can't get enough people to do the work that we've got for, to do. That makes sure. sense. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a bit of a tricky question, but what can a firm partner earn? What's their potential for earnings? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. If you think of it as as a per coach, now a normal firm area should have the capacity to employ probably on average five coaches, maybe more. And any coach, individual coach that working for them or on their own definitely has their own personal capacity for about a $40,000 a month revenue. So if you think of you say, okay, from a one-man show, 40000 a month. If I employ a couple of coaches, that business will probably be looking at about 80000 a month. So does that make sense? And I, and I think that, you know, any firm territory, which is 20,000 businesses, can be bigger, but that's the smallest, 20,000 businesses, easily engage five to eight coaches. And if you multiply each one by $40,000 a month, you start to get an idea of what the size of that business could and should be because it has, you know, we've got that already established. We already understand that that's about the level of revenue that a single coach can really handle on a one-to-one basis, which is mostly still our primary model. Our primary product is one-to-one. That's usually, when I say the limitations, that's a pretty good reasonable average, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for those looking to pivot out of their corporate career or that's a very lucrative opportunity, but also there's the sort of independence factor as well, where you are your own boss and your diary is for you to schedule. There's a plethora of advantages there. I think that the biggest advantage, certainly in my own situation, wasn't so much the choices I can make around my diary. I found it was more to do with the choices I could make in decisions. What am I going to do? What type of clients do I want? How many do I want? And what will I do with them? When you're in a business for yourself, You live and die by your own decisions. Now, some people, that's scary as anything. For me, I loved it. I'm happy to live and die by my own decisions. I've worked for people who I was living or dying by their decisions, and I wasn't comfortable with that. So, yes, it's to do with the money. Yes, it's to do with a bit more freedom. But realistically, it's more to do with the the headspace of they're my decisions to make and whatever happens is a consequence of the decisions I make, not somebody else. I don't know about those other people, but that was my fundamental one. I just sort of thought I don't want the outcomes of what I do to be attached to somebody else's decision. Yeah, having that sort of decision-making power within your grasp and whatever you decide is how it affects the business. Right? Yeah, correct. Good or bad, but at least it's, they're my choices, not somebody else's. Yeah, yeah. Look, you've been with Action Coach for a while now. I mean, what do you love about the business and what gets you out of bed every morning? It wasn't why I thought I'd join. I got into this business because I could see that it was a good 
revenue, good job, if you like, you know, from a money perspective and all of that sort of thing. What I didn't know was how rewarding and how satisfying it is to actually help other businesses be successful and see the outcomes of their success. That might mean that they take holidays, that their kids are educated, they can afford a different level of education for their kids so that it becomes generational, that it changes their lives. And I think that I didn't know that. I mean, I don't think anybody would know that until they've done it. The biggest impact for me is what difference that we can make in somebody else's life. And that's rewarding. It's rewarding financially, but it's more rewarding emotionally. You know, because money doesn't get you really out of bed, I don't think. It might for a little while, but it won't in the long term. But the ability that we have, it's a superpower that we end up having that we can do that. And I feel like that's pretty special. And I think that the reason why now I look for people My only job now in the business of action coach, apart from a bit of coaching still, is look for, seek out, identify people who are going to be great for us, but who this is going to be great for as well, who who really are wanting that type of level of reward, as well as a financial one for sure. And that's cool. But as you say, what gets you out of bed is your ability to actually make a difference to other people's lives through the success of their business. Like there are other people who make difference to people's lives, such as teachers and nurses and doctors and, and those things and, you know, brilliant, absolutely brilliant professions. If you want to make a difference to people's lives by using your skills in business, then this is an absolutely outstanding opportunity. Yeah, fantastic. Is there anything that you wish to say to anyone who might be interested in pursuing further information about Action Coach? I don't think people will really understand this, we're not a brochure company. You know, you can't, we're not going to send you a threefold and a glossy brochure and say, what do you think? We're a relationship company. So we like to form those relationships straight away. And we like to use people to explain what we do and how we do it. And we like to answer questions like we're doing now. I would encourage anybody to at least apply themselves to the process of finding out. If they discover this isn't for them, Well, for one reason or another, and there could be a lot of reasons, it might be timing, it might be money, it might just not be, they might not have the background, they might not have the wherewithal, they might not have the passion. But I don't think you ever know these things, as I didn't, until you actually really put yourself in a position to find out. So I would suggest that anybody that, not as that's thinking of it, but All you have to do is put yourself in a position to find out and we'll help you to find out and you'll find out one way or another through our steps or process or whatever that I help people discover whether this is their gig or not. And in the process, we also discover for ourselves whether we think they're right for us. But I would just encourage people to enter into the process of finding out. Don't worry about what the outcome is. Don't worry about whether... Am I suited or not? We'll tell you that, you know, and you'll find out whether you are or not and you'll find out as much as you can about it, but it won't be through a, can you please send me the price in a brochure? So be prepared to engage because if you can't have the conversations to find out, you won't be any good at this anyway because you won't like building relationships. If you don't like building relationships, then this is not the industry for you. Be prepared to do it from the start. See where it takes you. 
That's great, Paul. So there you heard it. I mean, just, you know, have a conversation with Paul just in regards to this fantastic opportunity with Action Coach. Paul Henshaw, thank you very much for your time today. My pleasure, Frank. It's been great to be able to chat to you. We love Action Coach and we love what they stand for. Hopefully we can have you back again at a later date. Love to. Thanks, mate. Thank you, Paul. Now, Action Coach does sound like a great opportunity worth knowing more about, especially the firm partner opportunity. It does sound very attractive. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who is keen to put the name down for more information, there is a button beneath this podcast to submit your inquiry, and the team at Action Coach will get the ball rolling ASAP and get you started on your franchising journey. Now, as Frank says, you're more than welcome to come back on the podcast. We do want to know how your journey is going with Action Coach and about how the business is growing. So thank you very much. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Paul. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In the subset respect to Paul Henshaw, who is the Partner Selection Manager for Action Coach Franchises, a franchise providing premium consulting services for small to medium businesses. To find out more about Paul and Action Coach, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.